0: In this morning's Tech Bite, Facebook's in-app VR ads test has lost a big game developer, Samsung is going big on its new smartwatch ecosystem, and SpaceX's space tourists are ready to take to the stars. Welcome to Stuff Magazine's Tech Bite, a quick wrap-up of all the local and international tech news you might have missed. Last week, we saw that Facebook was starting to test adverts inside various VR apps. One of those, and the only one mentioned by name, was Blaston, a paid-for VR game made by Resolution Games. Only, they won't be participating anymore. It turns out people really don't take kindly to advertising being added to a product they've paid for. Customers seem a little resistant to being milked for more with absolutely zero additional value being offered. Who could have possibly seen this coming? The makers of Blaston have decided, following a whole slew of negative reviews based around their decision to dump ads into their paid-for game, not to participate in Facebook's test any longer. Company CEO Tommy Palm said to The Verge, We appreciate all of the feedback and thoughts on the Oculus ad test for Blaston and other games that was announced last week. Some good points have been made and we realise that Blaston isn't the best fit for this type of advertising test. Therefore, we no longer plan to implement the test in Blaston. The company has left the door open to something that might spark a little less ire should the social network be amenable resolution might conduct in-game ad tests in a title called bait the game is free to play which is where you would expect a little advertising to turn up we can understand facebook wanting to inject adverts into as many spaces as possible that's how they make their money after all but it doesn't benefit the end user the current understanding is that a paid for product shouldn't have ads included typically you pay extra to have them removed in the first place. But it's in platform owners' interests, and no one else's, to change that mindset, so you're paying for a digital product and then someone makes additional cash by showing you ads through it, which seems to be the business model Facebook is driving at. Despite how we feel about Mobile World Congress taking place in person this year, it's happening. And Samsung, as always, has a bunch of stuff to show off at the event. We're expecting smartphones, obviously, but that's what we always get at MWC. Also on the cards, the company's new smartwatch ecosystem, the marriage between its Tizen OS and Google's Android Wear. The South Korean tech maker revealed its new Wear OS at this year's Google I.O. event, but it's at Samsung's virtual MWC briefing that we're going to get a deeper dive into what it is and what it can do. The official event page has some clues as to what to expect, offering some pretty bold claims. The company says that it's reimagining smartwatches, creating new opportunities for both developers and consumers, and we're enhancing security, giving people the protection they need in an open and connected world. The Tizen system, found in Samsung's wearables, is widely considered to be the best implementation for a smartwatch not made by Apple, but Samsung's app support leaves a little to be desired. Google's Android Wear has the support but pales in comparison to the Tizen OS, This marriage of the two could bring the best of both worlds to Android wearables, depending on how much the Korean company is willing to share. But we'll know more, barring any more leaks before next week, on the 28th of June. The event kicks off virtually at 7.15 Central European Time, CET, which happens to be 7.15pm South African Standard Time as well. We'll see you there. We dare say we'll see a few phones there as well. Back in February, we learned that SpaceX will send four civilians into space sometime in September. These lucky few will be the world's first ever space tourists when they take off in SpaceX's Crew Dragon spacecraft. What a time to be alive. Commander of the Inspiration4 mission, Jared Isaacman, showed off the crew's new suits on Twitter earlier today. The suits aren't that big of a deal. We've seen them before. They look pretty much exactly the same as the suits that the first Crew Dragon astronauts wore on their first mission. The contents of the suits, the astronauts, are far more interesting. Joining Isaacman will be Haley Arsenior, Dr. Cian Proctor, and Christopher Sembroski. Arsenior, a 29-year-old physician assistant, will be the first Earthling to survive bone cancer and then travel into space. She will also be the first to do so with artificial leg bones. Dr. Proctor, a trained pilot, was selected via an online business competition and Sembrowski, a veteran of the US Air Force who now works for aerospace company Lockheed Martin, are the third and fourth crew members. Training for the mission has been ongoing for the last several months and included a ride in a centrifuge to experience G-forces expected to be felt on launch and a hike up a mountain. Sounds like fun. Jokes aside, the successful completion of the Inspiration4 mission could mean we, as a society, are one step closer to reaching beyond our solar system and venturing out into the big black unknown. It will also mean SpaceX could make space tourism a real thing. We wonder when the first Space McDonald's will open. Thank you for listening to Stuff Magazine's Tech Bite. We'll be back again tomorrow with all the local and international tech news you might have missed.